All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Imperfect Allies podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Richie. And man, what a time to be alive. <laughs> what, <laughs> what a week. What a week. What a, it's like a year, year packed into a week, man. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, for me, it's been a lifetime packed into a week because mm. uh, this week I have been just saying how right I'm. Actually, it's only been two days from the time we're recording this. Um I've been saying I am right so much recently because mm. what we witnessed at the Capitol mm-hmm. proved my worldview that I've been speaking on for many years to be 100% verifiable. I mean, blue check mark on Twitter verified. This is real. Yeah. White yeah. privilege is alive and well, and we all see it now. And I'm just, I'm just happy because everyone knows, and I've been saying that for a long time, so I'm right. And I like saying I'm right. Thank you. It's my one time to say it publicly, and people go, eh, we'll give them this when we have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely, I mean, I'm definitely with you, man. And, um, I mean, what a what a demonstration of white privilege, you know. no, You know, while they're getting arrested now, which is fantastic because they're yeah. traitors um, and seditionists, uh, you know, at the time there was nobody – there's nobody that was getting tear gassed, you know, just seeing, just seeing the stark contrast of how the pro like protesters were and, and right. Let's even say rioters. Let's say some of the stuff that we saw that there was a real riot, burning stuff down, all that stuff. Yeah. Those people were treated differently than, than people that want to ruin, ruin democracy, like yeah. want to destroy what was going on, a fair, a fair election. And, um, and, uh, you know, for me, Chris, like I got lots to say about it, but I, I, I want to hear more about about this, like about what you saw and just how your how your thing was validated. You know, your thoughts were validated. Well, being a, a black kid from Texas, you know, I've been told that there are a lot of things that I'm experiencing that are in my head. And white privilege is one of those things. This idea that white people get some preferred treatment is what I have internalized as inferiority. And it's me projecting white superiority and white privilege onto the world. It's my Mm. worldview that I somehow created in my basement um, when I was trying to go out and talk to girls. And instead, I was in my basement creating some secret uh, laboratory of lies which is ridiculous and Mm. now that has been completely disproven and the truth is white privilege is 100 real and it's so real that you had six months ago you had people who were actually disrupting a movement and they were rioters and and looters and they had a harder time getting into target getting into Foot Locker, yeah. getting into yeah. Starbucks. They had a harder time getting into those places than these white people did of getting into our capital. That just makes no sense. And the, the fact that that's a real statement and not some alternate dimension is just ridiculous. But I'm just happy to say I knew it. White people get can do whatever they want. We've been saying this. Black people have been saying this for a long time, man. White people can do whatever the hell they want. And mm. we got to see that. It, yeah, it was man. real. It's true. Yeah. I mean that privilege was just on display. I don't I don't know that I have anything to add other than that. I completely agree with you and I and I saw it as well. And I'm hoping that other people saw it. I, I'm hoping that this is, you know, last year for a lot of people, um, or the last, let's say the last five years, uh, the names of people like, you know, Breonna Taylor or uh, uh Tamir Rice, I mean George Floyd, people with and specifically with Mr. Floyd, like people saw it and they couldn't deny it. And I think that's what we saw here with what extremist groups that want to dismantle democracy look like. Uh, and it's not about skin color. It's about, for me, it's about target. What do they target? You know, you and I talked about this a little bit on our live call, but um, man, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, not necessarily the organization, but the movement is targeting police brutality. So they've targeted cops and maybe there's been some violence that doesn't need to go on against cops. I don't know. I'm not going to make a judgment on that. And they targeted private property, which is just a, you know, human nature to burn down the things when you're so angry, you can't think, let's just burn it all down. I get, Mm -hmm. I get those two things. Those are the targets, private property and police, which police need to be reformed. uh, And, and private property can be sort of replaced, right? It sucks, but it can be replaced. What I saw this group attack uh, was democracy and how it works in this country and how it's worked in this country since its inception. 
and, um, and, and the free press. Um, they busted up camera equipment and lights, storage stuff causing thousands of dollars, if not more dollars of damage of, to, um, and, 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 you know, to the free press's equipment. And to me, the, uh, the targets were the most important and, and the most revealing about what, what the two groups are about. Um, you know, a lot of the news that I've heard is like, you know, well, the people that actually stormed it were Antifa actors who were paid by, I don't know, George Soros or something like that to, to go in here and do this. When, if, if you look at who actually the police are arresting, it's white supremacists after white supremacists. It's people that are pro Trump in such a way that they're like, he can give us a new white country, a new, a new, you know, thing. And, um, they are Trump supporters and, and people don't identify with those Trump supporters, which is great. Right. I know people that are in my life that like, like they were like, that's not my Republican party. That's not. And it's not, you're correct. You're correct. But when we saddle up with that to get in quote unquote, get in power that, I mean, we just, we run into, we run into this, we run into this and there is always, well, my therapist tells me not to say always and never, <laughs> but there is a consistent pattern of if if there's black progress there's white violence to follow mm. and we can go down the dates um uh, i've got dates for y'all if y'all want them uh and the different things that have happened over the years in the country and um so uh there's a lot man i don't, I don't know where even where to start <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me with all this stuff but like you know people i've been talking to people all i mean i'm blowing up and i was really proud that i was talking to black and white people this week i was really mm. i was like hey my life my my i have so many chris's in my life chris so uh my buddy <laughs> chris randall called me he's like hey man let you know he did, we just started talking about this stuff you know and it was like easy and flowing like you and i talk and uh you know and and other people in my life too but I don't know, you and I were talking and, and just all these people were talking and I don't know, I just felt proud that I was like, you know what, that's, that's, that's good. Um, I'm, I can see the, the way that I want to live my life, which is completely integrated with, with the people, the cultures in the country, uh, whether it be, you know, black, Asian, whatever else I want, I want more and more diversity in my life. And that, it was cool to see them. Not only were we just like, Hey, I wasn't like checking in. I was like, we were having conversations. We were talking this out. Like we were, how do you feel? You and I were talking, you know? So anyway, I just, I don't know if that's no, like that's a, a pat on my back. I don't that's mean a to. huge barometer <laughs> for um, anyone that's on this journey, especially white people, right? This yeah, is huge yeah. for y'all to be able to measure where were you six months ago? Who were you mm -hmm. able to connect with when all this was happening? Where are you currently? For some people, mm -hmm. they're currently still only surrounded by white people. For others, this is a huge shift from where they were six months ago. And for some others, it's an even greater shift from where they were a year ago, right? And so the you need to be able to measure your allyship and if it's going in the right direction or if you're just out here doing it for Instagram, right? And it's not really yeah. growth. It's not really allyship and it's just performative. And so that's a perfect example of when you're actually heading in the right direction. But when I was hearing you talk, Richie, the first thing I heard was this, this uh, idea that uh, the white Trump racist supporters who were hoping for a new country under Trump. I, I see this yeah. outcome is when white people pushing for progress typically means that they're overthrowing a government. They are overthrowing what is established currently. That could be Native Americans. That could be um, non-colonialized. Oh, um, it's a colonial. It's just, okay. it's just an operation. If this government's not working, mm, got to get rid of it and create one that's for us. That's just the that's just the mode. And so you see this organization, right? When black people are protesting and fighting, we're fighting for equality and justice for all, which is the statement. Yeah. And when white people are doing it, it's like, no, the current system doesn't fit us. So we're going to change that to be mm. exactly what we want it to be. And that that's not mm. American. That's like just Western white indoctrination that is all over the place. And you see it where, yeah. where you have different cultures that have been upended by what we consider whiteness at this time. And, mm -hmm. and so when I saw 
this going on. And it was a group of white people going against the government, which sounds crazy because you hear Trump talking about law and order, law and order, and you hear Republicans law and order, law and order. Mm-hmm. But yet, if law and order doesn't appease the white people who it's, you know, yep. who they're fighting against, if it doesn't appease them, then the best option is to start a whole new country. The Confederates did that, right? It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. literally the mode. And I, I find it interesting because if you're looking at the um, systemic hierarchy that has been built, right, the only word to call these white people are terrorists because they are literally trying to destroy the government. Whereas black people protest, you can't you can't even use those words because they're fighting white people above them, holding them down. And it's it's just mm-hmm. really interesting that 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 same struggle is still here. That that same kind of uh, characteristic in the white plight is still evident today. And these Trumpers who some people think are Antifa rallyists or whatever it may be, at the end of the day, 90% of them were Trumpers. And we know that to be a fact. And so whatever it is, it's something in this culture that we have here in America. And I, I want to let people know that when I say I'm part of white culture, it's because I'm American and it's been taught to me and I've been indoctrinated. And I, I'm, I'm definitely black as hell too. But I, I just understand um, our culture because I spend so much time looking at it. And it's something in us that says that if it's not, if it doesn't fit us, if it's not for me, then there's something wrong with it because mm. I have to have a land that's made exactly for me. And and that's particularly the, the white population. And so I saw a tweet and it was talking about how conservatives will become your ally when if when it fits them because they are now in the same boat as you, right? Like, but until Mm. then they, they can't understand. And so it's like, Mm. there's no actual personal growth where they are extending themselves beyond themselves. It's actually now they realize, Oh, I am in this group. I did not know that. And they change. And so you have a lot of people jumping ship on the Trump campaign, right? A lot of Republicans. Mm. Oh "Oh, no, this is not me. This is not me. But they're doing it a few days before the the whole thing is up anyways. It's like you stayed to watch the whole Marvel movie and you're like, I'm not going to watch the end credits. But it's already leaked online, so you already know what the end is. It, it doesn't matter. And so it's just mm. it's frustrating that you have these Republicans who are now jumping ship because it behooves them to jump ship. And they they aren't really extending themselves to the black plight. They're not allies. They are people that are doing what white superiority and indoctrination and white privilege does is it says when it fits me i'll then join it instead of extending Mm. it's extending yourself to others to help others to be really focused on the united group and that kind of afrocentric view of community first and and that that makes me mad because at a time where Mm. i want to grow allyship i also see I'm getting allies that aren't even paying their dues. And that just is just that's frustrating mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would I, I I can imagine that, you know. You know, in our in our talk with the day of, uh, which January sixth is probably gonna be a day that we, you know, remember for a long time, uh, as a as a country. But, you know, I said something about listening. And I think that long term, you know, there is there we we need to do that long term what are what are some of these folks saying uh they feel they feel they feel like they're disenfranchised um they feel like they're losing their culture they feel like there's no alternatives uh those kind of things that this country has become something that they can't recognize or understand so think how scared and, uh, you know, those folks could be, but <laughs> you're shaking your head at me. I'm like, because this is so hard to talk about because I know when talking to black people, that's how scared and alone I felt, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, that th- there's been those times, uh, that's why I'm on the streets, you know, protesting is because I can't do this anymore. I can't stand it. It has to change the, the right and left stories, right? The right is the right story is the left is a bunch of socialist wackos. And the left story is 
The right is a bunch of fascists, racist, cold-hearted, you know, bigots, racist. Yeah. Racist, all that stuff too. And that just can't, those things can't possibly be true across the board. This is so hard to talk about because systemic racism is absolutely a thing. It is. If y'all deny that, please talk to us about it. We'd love to hear why you think it's not because we can show you history after history book, after history book, policy after policy. And we can, we can show you very clearly that systemic racism is built into this country. Um, at the same time, there are other groups that poor, like, like poor whites, which a lot of those folks were probably middle-class or poor whites. Nobody wealthy was out there. Uh, I mean, nobody like, uh, that's not true. High level. That's not true. Uh, okay. So, so this is, and I was going to, I was going to say this, unfortunately. So when we talk about, oh, there might've been Antifa plants in there, the, the stratification of our groups and the diversity and intersections of people is vast. Mm-hmm. And so at this Trump riot rally, there were affluent people who flew in on private jets to get there. I mean, we're from Texas, oh, Richie. Wow. Three people were from Frisco, Texas, which is, I mean, that's where I take my wife when I want to go yeah. out, out, like to a nice place. Yeah. Wow. So this is this is really wealthy people who flow, flew on their private jets to get to this, um, to get there. And they have photos of them inside the White House or inside the- um, Capitol. Capitol, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And so it's, yes, there are the people who they're disenfranchised. They don't have a solution. They don't know what to do. There is also the same group of people who have every right to stay their ass at home and sit on the couch and drink martinis because they got enough money and they got the wealth and there's no reason why they need to be out there fighting for anything other than their own self-interest. And so you see that Time after time after time, both Black Lives Matter and both these Trumpers, there are people who are disenfranchised and then there are people who are manipulating and using these opportunities to loot and steal whatever they can. And so Mm. the irony is Trump has positioned it to where like the election has been stolen. But then you have these people who are actually trying to steal back the election. If I mean, it wasn't stolen, obviously, but yeah. In their mind, they're trying to steal it back. But there's people that know all they're trying to do is make sure they get that tax break, make sure they get the money that they Mm. need. And if they truly believe Donald Trump, that's one thing. I'm not asking them to I'm not saying that they're manipulative because they're maliciously doing it. I'm saying that they are so caught up in their own self-interest that it will behoove them to break into the Capitol, to break into the Capitol, to prove that Donald Trump is their president because it will benefit them financially. Mm. And so it's just, that is so real and so true. And it's scary because there's nothing we can do to separate and parse out the few innocent people. I don't know if you saw a photo. There's a photo of this woman. She had to be about 68. Yeah. She had a, she had a mask like just barely over her face, mm. and she looked lost. And she's in the middle of the Capitol, just like y'all here for a tour. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's ridiculous that she's caught up in this. While you got this Viking looking guy yeah. who's been seen at different protests all over the place, right. and then you have rich elite people who flew in on a private jet. They're like, oh man, we we took back America today. Mm. It's, how do you how do you try and uh, mentally deal with that without just going, they're all racist and they're all idiots. I mean, it's, yeah, it seems nearly impossible. I, I think that, I mean, I, I think that we have to see ourselves in them and people, I mean, that's it. And, and I don't, yeah. I don't know that might be white privilege on my side. That might be my, you know, it might be, but I think that if I see it, if I see, if I look at the rally and see other that's when I get in trouble. That's when I start getting in trouble. When I look at the rally and see myself, like what, in what ways, in what ways have I either acted that way or still act that way? Yeah. Um, you know, because they are, and that's that, that is that what that collective mindset, right? That they are me. We are, you know, that's, but it's, it's hard because 
seeing those guys chase that black officer up those stairs, I was just like, I want, I wanted to come through the screen. Like, you know, this is, this is exactly, exactly what I've, we've been talking about for the last year and on the show. And it was just a, such a blatant demonstration of, of what their sort of real agenda is that I just, you know, the, it, it is a white supremacist agenda and, man, I, it, I don't know. It was like heartbreaking. And at the same time, I've been in groups where if the leadership would have told me to run up those stairs, I would have run up those yeah. stairs. And that's sad. And that's pathetic. Uh, uh, I understand that. And I'm, uh, you know, but at the same time, it's true. It's where, it's where I have been in my life. So I don't know, man. I mean, that's, you know, I, it's probably not timely to talk in this way. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, as if I call myself an, a, a black ally or a, a ally of democracy or an ally of uh, progress or whatever you want to call it, like, you know, I, I think that if we continue to label them idiots and we continue to label them stupid and bad people, this will never stop. And I say that from a place of like, James Baldwin, he's, he's one of my teachers, you know, and the way that he writes about this specific thing, you're going to see people and you're going to, and you're going to, you need to love them. And that doesn't mean they go free. And it doesn't mean they don't are held accountable. And it doesn't mean that we're, you know, accepting all this awful behavior, but, um, for your sake, for your own soul's sake, you know, that's, that's the direction, but I don't, I don't know how to talk about that. Cause immediately it's like, well, canceled, like you're not an ally. You're just a, you, 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 you know, whatever. Well, I mean, let, let me hit a few things real quick. Right. First off, yeah, yeah sorry. you're a white dude. You just went and white explained to me for like five minutes. Right. I could say that yep. I could say yep. you just use James Baldwin. So you use, um, an ideal black man to condemn my mm. perspective. You that's like using a MLK quote, right. Um, mm. and you're, you're stepping on my parade of, I've been right all week that these people are, are bad people. And all mm. those things are percolating in my mind right now. But what hits me the most sure. is I've been on this journey with you and I know you're right. And so it's just like, as, as frustrated as I am and now as, as mad at how much anger I have inside of me towards people that act those mm. ways, I also know how much indoctrination and white supremacy and superiority I have. And I know that internally, I want to just say I'm better than those people because those people aren't like me at all. That's not my country. That's not my America. And we need to get rid of those people. Mm -hmm. But that's the same mentality mm -hmm. that white supremacy has had for every other group. They have wiped out group after group after group. And I'm not about to be part of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so yeah. I hear you as seeing them and saying that is our America. That's been our America for a long time. Those people are our Americans. And mm -hmm. I need to see myself in them because I promise y'all, some people don't want to admit this. I even, I called my mama out on this. She didn't, she didn't admit it though. But had Obama <laughs> said, my, my brothers and sisters, I did what I could, but they're trying to hold me down and hold me back because I'm black and they were withholding the vote mm. right now to do yada, yada, yada. Boy, I promise you, we would have been up there mm. in droves mm -hmm. making moves, right? And so, in reality, what we have is a unfit person in yeah. the White House. And Obama would have never done something like that. And this this person did. But other than that, the connection as the human beings, the other human beings mm -hmm. that are acting, I could have been that same person. And I can understand that. And so what we do need to listen to is what is it that they're complaining about? And how can we um, how can we fix those wrongs? Because I was having this conversation earlier. We, we, we look at these people and we see Hitler. We see Hitler mm. immediately. Had someone else heard the problems mm. other than Hitler and fixed the problems in a healthier way, we would have saved millions mm. of lives, right? But everyone ignored those people's complaints and Hitler was like, ha, 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 I got this. And Trump is that same person. I hear your complaints. I'm going to give you a solution. It's the Mexicans. Mm -hmm. It's the liberals. It's, it's Hillary Clinton. It's, it's sleepy yeah. Joe Biden. That's his right. only game plan. That's his only tactic. And we will let him win if we don't listen to those individuals that are struggling who are out there acting mm -hmm. a fool 
Yeah. Uh, on January 6th. <sighs> yeah. It's just sad. I, I mean, I, I just, I feel a lot of sadness and I, and I feel a lot of um, just like embarrassment and shame uh, because, because I look like those people. That's the culture I come from. That's that, you know, whether those flags, or whatever else, while Texas isn't technically the South, it's a Southern culture. And, you know, those folks are, I mean, Frisco is 40 minutes away. It's, it's, it's part of my city. It's part of where I live. Mm-hmm. It's part of the area. Like, and I know there are more, I know there are people from Odessa. I know that there was a one lady particularly that got arrested. And I don't know, man. I just, uh, when we get so far to the extremes, I see so, so many similarities, you know, and, and I don't know, man, I'm having a hard time with it. No, I understand that. It's, it's, it's emotionally a lot because you know, on this show, we talk about Afrocentric, we talk about individualism and all those things. Individualism has a lot of benefits. And one of those is siloing yourself to focus on the direct straight line that yeah. you're heading in, right? And cutting off all these things on your sides. And and so when we get into these emotional conversations, we have this this turmoil, this inner battle, because we want to care about everybody. We want to be Afrocentric and take care of everyone. But Afrocentrism, Afrocentrism only works when we all are united on that one yeah. cause, right? Like Afrocentrism does not work in little enclaves. It, and so what you're doing is you're extending yourself to an enclave that you have no control over and it breaks down. It hurts you. It, you feel that physically. And so it's this balance. It, it takes so much skill to be balanced and to be Afrocentric with your group and to be um, loving to people external of you, but you do not you do not measure yourself by yeah. them. I've had to learn this the hard way from ignoring. Would it be you know Candace Owens or yeah. ignoring you know Terry Crews saying something dumb or even ignoring when a Black Lives Matter protest you know gets out mm. of hand? It's like well you know that happens, but that doesn't reflect on our right. cause. That is humans being humans, and yeah. and we fail. Yeah. We fail. I don't know, man. It's hard to unpack all of it. So when I say love, I don't mean accepting the behavior. Um, I mean, you know, and, and people hear that and they're like, you know, and I, I hear it too. Like I hear it coming across like, well, I'm, I'm busting out that MLK quote that we shouldn't be violent. And that is not, um, that's not my intention. And so it's like, you got it. We've got it. I've got to be able to fail and to make mistakes and to still be accepted if you if if i if i have any chance of being what i can an ally what i consider an ally is uh, i've not experienced what you have experienced but i listen to you i hear you and i act on on your words that your experience is real and true and and make the changes to my life that i need to 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 integrate that experience into my life. Yeah. It's so, I think the, just the frustration level of trying to say the right thing and be the right, be the right thing for everybody. And you just can't, you just can't. One thing I know that is true is that if we keep fighting like this, it's, if we keep fighting like this, nothing's going to change. If somebody doesn't step out, if large groups of people don't step out, and say, I'm just going to treat this differently. And I think that's what we're seeing with the protests um, uh, this summer and in, in, uh, in 2020 is a lot of people that were, that is not my plight. It's not, I've got lots of privilege I got, but I'm with you in some kind of way. And I'm going to, I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm here. And when, you know, black culture says, come on in, this is awesome. Let's do it. You know? And, I know mm-hmm. not everybody has to be patient with me. I know not everybody, not everybody has to be kind to me. They don't owe me any of that at all. And and even when they're unkind, I'm still appreciative of any kind of like, you know, correction or um, any kind of guidance with this stuff. Cause I don't, I don't know. I don't, I've been in a bubble for a long time. And so I'm, I, as the bubble is burst, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Uh, no. We can't have allies scared to be allies. That that won't yeah. help the cause. 
Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be afraid of making mistakes while you're trying to walk the, the right yeah. path. Like that's, you're going to, so you're good. But, it, but that's the thing is it doesn't 100%. feel like it's allowed. It doesn't feel like it's allowed. It, well, yeah. Because it's like people, rightly that, so, that, are tired. Well, they told me they're tired of yeah. it. So they don't want to put up with it anymore. And they don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sorry. people don't have yeah. to be patient, right? It's our imperfect allies group. It's it's our job to be patient for those mm. that are impatient. That's That's because we want to improve mm. our country. And so the way you do that, some people think the way you do that is you are brash and you are confronting people and those people don't realize that what they're the tactic they're actually using is a form of white supremacy mm. because it's creating allies in the future i mean it's creating it is, uh, yeah. enemies in the future by just pushing it's just that's what that's what our countries have always been yeah. doing that doesn't work that is not black and when i say black i mean aboriginal i mean down to the dirt mm. i mean the beginnings that that's not that's mm. not afrocentric Right. That is colonialism. And they don't see that because we've been taught it. We don't even know it. We, it's it's part of the the air that we breathe in America and in Western worlds is we are we breathe this whole thing that I'm superior to you and you're wrong. And I'm going to show you you're wrong. I'm going to punish you for being wrong. And and you will know that you need to listen to me. What that does is it creates enemies for white people who are trying to be allies but are also struggling with saying the wrong thing or struggling with even having the right amount of empathy yet. They're not there. Like there's tons of people that just are not there yet, but they want to be allies because they show us hell ain't racist, but they don't know how to be empathetic because America teaches you to be arrogant. It just mm -hmm. does. And this brings me to uh, Maya, Mayo, uh, uh, I just had her name up. It's the Soho Karen. Okay. Let's just call her Soho Karen. Sorry to all the nice Karens out there. <laughs> sorry, but Soho Karen. Karen. <laughs> so, yeah, Auntie. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But Soho Karen is a perfect example of an American. That's that's the yeah. best way to put it. She's 22. She's racist on accident. And when I say on accident, I don't mean that I'm codifying what she did. I'm saying that she was not thinking in her mind, this black person is less than. What she was thinking was, my property, my stuff, I am superior. You need to bow down to me. That is white supremacy. That is our country's culture. When we said on our first episode, racism is a part of white culture. We've all adopted that. We all have been infected by this thing. And so this superiority thing that we are throwing around on these quote unquote racists right now, you need to check yourself. If you are if you are thinking you have the moral high ground and you are superior to someone, you're caught up in it too. And I hate to say it, but you are because what we're dealing with right now is the German idea that white supremacy is blonde hair and blue eyes, which came from the Mediterranean idea that blonde hair, blue eyes were barbaric savages and Mediterranean people were superior, which came from the idea that the Phoenicians and the Egyptians were superior, which came from the idea that the Greeks were superior, which came from the idea. You see where this is coming from? It's, it's this thing that we keep passing down of who is superior, who is better than who. Well, the whole time sand talking people are like, I don't know when they're going to figure it out, but nothing's mm. changed. We're in the same time period. We're, we're doing the same thing. Y'all are just looping and we're watching yeah. you like one day you'll figure it out, you know? And so we got to, we got to extend what Richie was saying. We got to extend love to other people for ourselves. It ain't for them. It's for yourself. <laughs> it's for your own healing. Uh, it's supposed to look like it's for them. Right. And you can post about it, but it, it's really for you to be a, a true ally to yourself, to your people, to your country and to truly grow by dropping your own superiority. And I trust me, I used to be a very egotistical person. Not even that I was humbly, I was, I did it well. It was humble, egotistical, <laughs> like you would not have seen it. And so, so I'm telling you, we have to drop that to be a true ally. And we're imperfect right now. I'm imperfect. Richie's imperfect. We're working through it. I'm not trying to be on this podcast and act like I'm superior either. We just, this is a platform that we've been working on and trying to grow. That's the only reason why we have it, but we're not superior. We're just two guys that were comedians that barely mm -hmm. even knew each other and said, you know what? 
mm-hmm. let's just talk. Let's just talk about this stuff and, and try and work out ways to improve our country because I don't like the label that Richie's right. white. I don't like the label that I'm black. I don't like the label that that right. makes us different, right? I don't right. like that. Uh, let's let's do what we can to drop that and and move forward and heal. And so it it takes you individually as a person first saying, I don't have to be superior. Yeah. Let's try that. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. It is hard because we I think we I think it's an equalizer. We all deal with it. It's all, it feels better to be right than wrong. And regardless, regardless of the oh, yeah. facts, like they feel, they feel the same, like feeling right and being wrong, <laughs> feel the exact same way they do. And, um, yeah. I don't know. I just, um, I appreciate you saying that, Chris, um, man, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of at a loss. Well, cause you can hear, you can hear the comments yeah. already. I hear them. You're coddling yeah. this white yeah. dude, right? That's yeah. what's happening no. right now. But I already know you're an ally, right? So that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, just, we're friends working. You're 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 my friend, friend working through something with me. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. And and that's it, that's it. And it's the same. I mean, we've we've done this over and over. You know, when talking through some of the things that you know, talking through our last episode with the traditions, I was talking you through that or, you know, when your grandfather passed and like talking, just talking, like just, cause, and, and, but I, you know, I think, yeah, I, th- I feel heard. I feel heard. And I think there's just a lot of people that are in a lot of different situations that are in a lot of different political sides that aren't, that don't feel heard. And we're not, we're not going to change anything unless we start listening to them in some capacity. And I don't know what that looks like because there's lots of misinformation. We, we have our own human, like if we were a computer, if you upload the wrong, the wrong software with Mal, like if you upload malware, yeah, we fall apart. And so I'm learning that this social media and all this stuff is malware for us. Mm. It's malware for civilizations and sand talkers say, Hey, y'all, he- y'all always head in yeah. this direction. Tower of Babel, all of that stuff. It, we always get there, and and so it's just, yeah. it's no different. It's just a different medium this time. It's yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know, man. I I just, uh, I appreciate you, Chris, and I and I'm glad that you're doing this with me. And and um, it's it's so so tough to see so much injustice, and then realize you also have your own your own pain, your own reactions. Mm-hmm. And you feel like invalid and you're, you, you feel like, well, what, why should I feel this way? Because I see so much pain around me, but really what that is, is mm-hmm. being human. We all have that amount. We all have that in our lives, whether it's, whether it's a systemic thing from our nation or whether it's uh, how you grew up with your parents or, or if, you know, some trauma that you had or whatever, whatever those things are that we carry. When I see uh, the vilification of villains, <laughs> which sounds so weird. Like these people to me were traitors when I, and I don't, I don't, they, they just betrayed the country. They betrayed the trust that the people have in their government and, and what was going on. And, and the believed lies to, to do this, what I consider an awful thing. Uh, I don't, I don't know if they're all bad people though. I can't label them bad because I know that they were, you know, I know mm-hmm. that they were beaten by their mom. I know that they were, uh, what, even if they're affluent, what they had to do to get that money, wh- who do they have to yeah. step on? Who do they have to, who, th- there are these secret things, these, this, this stuff that everybody has. And when I label someone else other, you're not like me, you're not that, that makes it so much easier for me to do things that are inhuman to those people. So you don't face your own. Exactly. And that's exactly white supremacy's problem. We have not faced. Our we blame, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, here's our soundbite. White supremacists. We blame, we blame black people for our problems. We blame Jewish people for our problems without dealing our, with our own stuff, our own lack of whatever, our own pain through yeah. whatever. So it's so easy to blame them. At the same time, <laughs> when black people tell me that systemic racism is real, 
I, I see it and they're right. But I like what you were saying earlier. You were saying that as this is human. So yeah. as a black man who's dealing with systemic racism and not dealing with um, sexual assault from my parents or not right. dealing with whatever it is, right? right? All of us are dealing with some shit. So you have, you have this balance of people who are torn up and torn by someone else. Hmm. People who are so ignorant to the realities of the world that they do believe the world should bend to them, right? And so you hmm. you have all of these different human experiences, but the underlying thing is we're all dealing with something. And the best way to solve that is for you to individually address it with you, with yourself. Sit down, yeah. have a therapist, talk, talk it yeah. out. What are yeah. you dealing with? And but that starts with listening to yourself. And it, the irony is all these solutions start with listening to something. You but you have to be listening. Mm-hmm. You gotta shut up and just listen. And and mm-hmm. that that's so damn simple. What makes me mad is I listen to Trump supporters. I personally I like them because I've I've learned as a black man, every time I have interacted with someone with empathy, it's always worked out. It's all they've always treated yeah. me fairly. And some people are like, well, that's because you're not telling them the truth. It's, mm, I'm pretty, pretty blunt. I just show empathy first. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that I just think that's key to all of it. So I am uh, on the side of uh, justice. I will march in the streets for equity in this nation. I will, would never storm the Capitol. I would never join Trump's team or whatever else I would, uh, that. And the reason, I think the reason is one, I've followed one before in my life. Mm. I've had a leader in my life that was the same sort of level of narcissism and it, it, it destroyed relationships. Um, it, I still suffer the consequences of it today. So I've had experience and gotten out of that cult-like behavior, cult-like or cult. You know, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's one. Um, I mean, I I just think if we do the same thing, we're not going to get any different results. And listening to someone does not mean that they don't suffer the consequences of their actions. And they're not held accountable for what they do. It's, it pains me to say like, you know, um, Ted Cruz is a human. It pains me to say, because I label him so much. I want to label him so much. He constantly pushes back against things that are, it, it, it drives me absolutely batty. It's gaslighting. It's all the wrong things. Yeah. We know he's not authentic. He's not authentic. He, you know, all these, and there's Trump is the same way. Lindsey Graham, like, you know, and there's also, there's also Democrats. I feel that same way about lots of other people. I, I, uh, I just think if we, I know I've said it over and over, so I don't know. I'll keep saying it, but if we objectify those people and just say they're the bad ones, that's, that's exactly what, 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 um, that's that's a colonialist attitude, and I don't want to do it anymore, Chris. And it makes yeah. it labels me, and it doesn't make me people like oh, you're not an ally. Then you're not an ally, and you're you're just performative and whatever else, and that breaks my heart. Okay, yeah, because because if if it takes, here's the deal. I'm in. I'm in. So if you that means that. I get my heart broken every day because somebody calls me a piece of shit or either believing in the liberal lies or you're not an ally. You're, you're not really for black people or, or women or whatever else you did this thing, or you've done this, th- whatever, whatever it is, I'm in it. So that if that's what it, that's what it takes. Um, I don't if know you more. know how to shake, if you know how to shake hand, like a brother, you in that's, that's it. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all you need to pass, brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I just, <laughs> I, I, I say all that to say like, it's not, you know, I'm not going to, white people are not going to do everything right. Cause we have it for a long time, Yeah, you, just got you know, here. It, and, and, um, 
this is in our, I mean, you know, this, this, this colonialist attitude of su the superior, you, you nailed it, man. Superiority, that attitude, that's got us here. That got us here. That got us across the, that got us across the ocean. That got, that got, let's go even further back. Let, that's got Kings destroying all the people around them. Uh, you know, making, making peons out of their people and then crum coming over here and colonizing this area. I mean, it's just that needs to die yeah. and white supremacy uh, is needs to be the first to go. Yeah. I, I think that's the first step because we we've labeled it and, and uh, I, I think we all see white supremacy, but we don't know the depths of it because you got to study it. You got to really sit with it. But I only know about that superiority stuff because we read sand talk and the, yeah. the chapter, it, it messed me up. The book messed me up. And I had to really reflect yeah. on myself because it's the only book I've ever read that looked at me from a, a position that I'd never even known could see me. Like it was, it was crazy. And I had no protection of it. There was nothing I, there was no um, BS I could build in my head that they didn't already yeah. address. Right. And so it was just, it, it just spoke straight through me. And I realized, mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm in a civilization built on an ideology that has this flaw, fundamental flaw built right into it. Is that I'm I'm yep. aiming up. I'm we're all building up, and as there's an apex, and we pull resources from every other place because those places don't need it. We need it. Mm. What the hell, what kind of thought is that? I and and I always I always go through this as because I taught history. Just imagining rolling up to a place with millions of people living there, but because they don't have governments, we just mm. get rid of like. Well, there's no government here. What the? F what is a government? Like, <laughs> I've never gone anywhere and been like, "Oh, I just entered a government." I, I don't. I, I drove from Texas to California, and every time I passed a line that said I was entering another place, but other than that, I didn't. There was no like government that I experienced, mm -hmm. and so it's just that was the line that the white people, the the Europeans, that were like, "Yep." these Native Americans don't have any kind of way of life. It's just, right. it's superiority. That's all that is. It's just disgusting. Which, which is, yeah. And, and, and the truth of the matter is that sure they have, I mean, they have problems because they're human, right? There was war and all that stuff that, that, you know, people want to I, like say like, well, it was pristine and everything else. That's not the truth. The truth is they were humans that lived a long time ago, but they lived in a earth honoring connected way. They mm -hmm. knew if the ants that, crawled up this river. Oh, it's time to plant this kind of food because the earth and the people had a, um, relationship. Yeah. And if you looked differently than me, you were just a differently looking person. There wasn't these nations, states, or, or, you know, these, these ethnicities races. or races or any of that stuff. It was, it was, there are other, there like in so many existing indigenous languages, there aren't words for other types of people. You know, yeah. an Aboriginal in Australia, there's a word, there's people, that's it. We're people. There's a white fella and black fella. And that's, that's, that's evolved over learned. time because they're, yeah. they've learned from civilization and they've interacted with it, you know, but to, to, you know, that whole thing is heartbreaking too. Cause it's like, oh, we're, well, we have God and we have buildings and we have, we have civilization. We are, we have, you know, finally made clothes or whatever it is. Governments, like he said, yeah, man, that's. It just, it, it just, it just kills you. Yeah. And, and so I just, I wouldn't be here without first wanting to be an ally like that, 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 that awareness and desire to want it, regardless of how bad I am at it. The mm. first step was me wanting it. Right. Yeah. That's huge. Then mm. it is making mistakes because you don't know what an ally is supposed to look like. The way we're even using that term is new. Right. So yeah we're going to make mistakes because no one even knows what it really should look like yet. And then you start studying and doing the research and then you actually start adopting the stuff you're learning. And, and yeah. that's when you're truly in allyship and it's not going to look the same for everyone. Cause we haven't all read the same books at the same time. Right. And right. if you haven't read sand talk, you're not the same ally that you and I are talking about. Right. Right. If, right. But if I haven't read, I don't know, there's a bunch of books out there nowadays. You, you have a wholly different, opinion about allyship and there's a lot of people that have the opinion of 
brute force trauma. And I prom- I'm telling you, I'm telling you from a sand talking perspective, that's all the same. It's all white supremacy. It's all colonialism. And you talking about mm. decolonialize and, and you don't even know. So it's mm. just, you got to be careful with the with what you're putting in your mouth, right? What you're learning, what you're digesting is dangerous. And uh, I just, I hate, you don't know how many times I've been called white coddling, Uncle yeah. Tom, all of these things. And the the best part is when I'm, I'm completely unfazed by it personally, like I don't feel them saying anything to me. It always hits That's me good. with a mental challenge. That's what it, I always experience the, mm. okay, I'm going to listen to this person and address what they said to me. Mm. How am I coddling people? I am working really hard to make sure people know that I am not their enemy, that I am doing. Mm-hmm. I am working really hard to make sure that people will one day listen to me. Like, cause it's one thing that I yell at them. If right. they don't hear it, if they don't listen to me and they never come back to talk to me again, I did nothing. That's, that's my perspective. Right. Right. So I am making sure people know I'm not their enemy. I am making sure people will listen to me again. When the next time they mm-hmm. talk to me, they'll listen to me. And I'm letting them know that their race has no opinion. Like their race does not dictate how I'm going to communicate with them. Those three mm. things I'm doing have been considered coddling. And mm. and and it might appear to be coddling because no one's asked me why I'm acting this way. And so I, I actually like that I just thought it through out loud. But that's what my head yeah. when someone hits me with some some um they hit me with their opinion and their ideas, I always absorb them. Not internalize, not internalize them, but I absorb yeah. them to you know, essentially take their argument on and go, you, uh, you might be right, because I wouldn't have found individualism if I didn't do that. I wouldn't have found sand talk. We wouldn't be doing this podcast if I didn't do that. So I do that yeah. with pretty much all the information I get. And yeah, if you call it coddling, that's your definition. You want to know why I coddle? I can give you some really good points because- Every person I know that has said that to me, I then ask them, how has it worked for you on your tactic? And they always say, I give them the truth. And they, I, whatever they do with it after that is up to them. And I'm like, do you ever talk to them again? They're like, no. It's like, okay, well, right. I guess you're successful. I don't, I don't know. That's a different type of allyship. Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, there's, there's people that, you know, the, uh, what's his, is it, uh, golly, Daryl, I think it's Daryl Robinson, the guy that does the KKK stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like a black guy. I think it's Robinson. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't have his last name. Daryl Davis. Um, I'll, I'll get it. Daryl Davis. Thank you. Goodness. Anyway, so, but there, there are people in this last documentary about it. There are people that were like, look, man, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. And I, and it was, it was hard to like, I'm like, I see it because they're in the street. They're getting arrested. They're getting beaten, you know, speaking up for themselves. And Daryl's what guys got robes. So like to hear, you know, but he know he knows what he's doing. He knows now that there's 40 or 50 violent racists that aren't doing that anymore, that he helped and continues to help impact. You know what I mean? Like, but they, they're on the street They're They, they're still speaking up the voice. You know, there's a voice that needs to be, sometimes you got to shout. Oh yeah. But my question is, is Daryl telling them that they're not doing anything? No, no. And that's hard, man. That's hard. Cause that's, that feels like, it feels like it's outside of my, I'm not in the, I'm not in the, I'm not in the culture. So I don't, I can't comment on it. Well, and what I I would say is one person is saying they're superior. Their tactic is superior. The other person is Mm. saying, I see what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And the other person's like, what you're mm. doing is not working. And and that, to me, is why I bring up the col- the colonial superiority, white supremacy built in our DNA, is because to assess someone else's tactic on working on the same problem, mm. and they and both people have shown d- documented success, it's like, yeah, no, I, th- it's a waste of energy. And so I know Daryl is not saying anything about their efforts. He's probably actually... Right. Con- saying no we need people out in the streets keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. 
right? Hmm. If someone is telling you what you're doing isn't working, just say, well, I, I'm glad what you're doing is. Keep it up. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, I think, I mean, I think you nailed it, man. I, I, I really want to sit with that, um, that idea of, of superiority. Cause I think that that's, you nailed it. You nailed it. That's, um, that's deep in there, that deep in the, the DNA of colonization in American culture. I feel, oh, it. I feel it every day. Don't you, it, it feels great to let go of it. I can't wait till we all can be like, you remember when we cared about how many followers I have versus you had? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Because I do want to I do want to bring up one point before we go. And I think this is this is part of what's going on with me. Just to give you I mean, and maybe some listeners can hear, deal with this. Hear this too. When I speak up and I know I'm going to be misheard, and I know that people are going to take it the wrong way. And I know that somebody's going to backlash or it may, you know, that, that I can hear it in my head. There's this voice that says, you got to stop talking. You've got to stop. You've got to stop. Um, you know, all of it, you got to get out because it is not, it has nothing to do with you and you can't fix it anyway. And you know, what business it is of yours. And I think that also is a supremacy problem hmm. because um, I think it's, I think it's stemmed in that, in that idea of supremacy. It's not my problem. It's y'all's problem. And I'm sorry you're dealing with it, but I got my own. Shit. I don't know. I, there's just hmm. something there that like, it pops up with me. That's like, I don't, you know, when, when we were talking, I was like, we got to, you know, we got to end the civil war. We got to get rid of all these flags and stuff like that. And all this, all this rhetoric and everything else It needs to be illegal. Like it was in the Nazi Germany when they got rid of, and, and they're still, and the thing is that as those things loosen up and as people forget, they're dealing with Nazis in Germany again, they're mm -hmm. dealing with Nazis in their police departments again. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where, where, but I know that people are going to hate that. They're going to say, well, I'm a traitor, a race traitor, or I'm a whatever, I'm a liberal idiot or a snowflake or whatever they want to call me. Why even do it? Why even do it? You know, um, that, that voice pops up. And the reason, the reason that I am doing this is you, Chris, you, everybody listening, you are me. <laughs> you are me. And you're getting hurt and you're dying and you're, you're, you know, you're sad and you're disfranchised and you're, you know, you're separated from your family and you're, you know, all these things. And I feel that, and that's me. And if it's not, if it's not me, it's easy to ignore, but it's me. Mm. I'm not saying I'm a black man. I'm not saying that I'm a woman. I'm not saying that I'm gay. I'm saying that you're the humanness, the human that I see across from me that, I mean, that's what namaste means. And I don't even use that term, but that's what that means. I see the divine. I see that in you. I see myself like that connection is there. And I can't, I, and I like myself too much to not be on your side. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Just, I don't know if that makes any sense. That sounds it's real weird, perfect. but that's fine. That's what, that's where I'm at right now. I love that. I mean, so many country or cultures don't even have the word I. That's not a, that's not a word. Mm. So, mm. you know, mm. it's, it's us. Go deep, it's us. It's, 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 we, oh, us, Chris, it's us. Yeah. It's us. I mean, think about that. Listeners think about that. It's us. And when we see people tearing down the Capitol, it's us. It's us. It's us. And when we see people hurting and dying, it's us. And we see people that are broke. It's us. Mm -hmm. We gotta lift mm -hmm. up us. That's anti-colonialism. That is an that that is one hundred percent. If if you want to claim moral superiority, that's the only way to do it is to get rid of superiority. Ooh, and say it's us. So uh, you know, take on that. I I want you mm. to take on that challenge. But but one thing, 
that mm. brings all this back to how we started this episode with me being right and me being right about white privilege is what makes it harder is when we assess how each of us are experiencing life. And mm. it makes me harder to see us when when you go in, you experience this. And when I go yep. in, I experience something totally different. Yep. And I think regardless of where you are in your journey, if we can figure out how to talk about white privilege in a way where it's healthy and we're really trying to get rid of it, mm. and it, that will change how we're perceiving the world so we can see us a lot clearer because because yeah. it, it's just hard it and I, I think back to our episode where we we're talking about the the uh lovecraft country episode where a key character gets a potion that makes her go from black to being a white woman yeah and how she just realized how easily she got her job how easily she became a manager <laughs> like mm-hmm. just out of nowhere it went from hard to easy and that difference of experience means that she there's it's hard for us to be a thing. That is just yeah. I can't even conceive yes. us when you get to do that and I don't, right? That's just it's really tough. And so me personally, as my imperfect allyship looks, because you can call me all kind of things, I see the best chance is us really challenging white privilege. And I that's yeah. why I love. I, people have probably thought it was so weird that Chris is cheering when he sees the Capitol <laughs> ransacked. Why is Chris so happy the Capitol is being ransacked? Because white privilege and the thing that is dissecting us on based on how we experience life, that thing was on display and mm. no one can avoid it anymore. It is clear as day. If you say Capitol, I want you to say white privilege. Like those words mm. need to just be combined. Like we got to figure out how we can then separate them because it's so clear that January 6, 2021, according to a Western calendar, because I know there's other calendars <laughs> out there. <laughs> January 6, 2021 was the day white privilege became revealed to everyone and the yeah. day it started to be torn down. That's what I want. Yeah, hey, me too. That's it. That's it. We'll call, we'll call it. We'll it. call it. <laughs> well, thanks so much to y'all for listening for, to us. I know this was a, a real personal conversation between me and Chris, but I hope that um, you hear it and you start having these conversations with the people around you, uh, people that you perceive as different than you and people that are, that have different experiences. Because that's the thing is that we're all human. We all have vastly different experiences. And 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 to um, you know reach out to people, reach out to people that you – Maybe some people that you never thought you would reach out to, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Just, just these, these conversations can happen and they don't, they don't, um, I don't have to be right. You know, like it's okay that I'm wrong sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's okay. It doesn't mean it's not a moral failing. It's not a, it's not a mark on my record. It's, it's, I'm, it's failing up. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I mean, you know, my favorite, my favorite, two favorite superheroes, Wolverine and Hulk. You know why? Because they just keep going. They keep mm. getting back up. They keep getting back up. And you can hurt them, sure. But they just keep going. Because that's what this is, man. That's what this is. That's what allyship is. It's not, it's not a, um, it's not a label. It's a, it's a, just not a, a badge. Not a badge. It's, it's how you live. It's how you live. And that's my goal is to be an ally. I'm not saying I do it every day. I'm not saying that I'm the best at it, but what I'm saying is that is that is the des- that's the that's that's where I'm headed. That's 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 what I want. That's what I want. And so I, I know that a lot of people that are um, white people specifically, and there might be some black people or Latin people, Latinx, uh, Latinx people. I mean, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever you know, whatever your box is that people have said that you are, put you in, or that you you feel comfortable in. Talk to somebody that's outside of those and, and, and see, see, see how your life changes. (laughs) Yeah. And, and to those allies that are doing it the right way for themselves and being as vocal as they want to be and being a part of the group that everyone is saying, this is the way to be an ally. I've heard a lot of ways to be an ally right now. And I want you 
to sit with that and ask yourself, does it make you feel better because you have someone to compare yourself to or because you feel relieved and you you feel like the weight is no longer on you mm. and everyone is holding on to the same weight. It's it's it, We are collectively holding on to the weight now. Because right now I feel so light because mm. I know Richie's holding on to it. I know the other listeners that we have, their imperfect allies are holding on to it. And I know it's not up to me. I'm not superior. It's not me who's going to solve it all. I'm just a guy. Mm. And being able to be there and feel light and be an imperfect ally, I, I just, I, I'm telling you from my perspective how it genuinely healing it feels. I don't feel better than anyone. I don't compare myself to others based on where they are in their journey, anything like that. And so if that's what your allyship looks like and you're comparing yourself, I just want you to listen to that and check in with yourself, talk to yourself, be quiet, listen to your thoughts. And if you come back to Imperfect Allies, hey, we welcome you. We we want yeah. you to stay with us. We want you to mm-hmm. connect with us and keep growing with us because it's about us, U.S., us, not I. <laughs> that's right. That's so right. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's do it.